Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you want to do the intro? No. <laughs> I'll just get it wrong. I get it wrong all the time. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Ben Errington. It, Mr. Ben Errington. <laughs> Mr. Ben Errington. To, to I told, you. <laughs> I told you to get it wrong. With an E. <laughs> with an E at the start, and... Uh, E in the middle of my first name as well. Didn't you know it? Ben's got the bottle of fizzy water. It's not fizzy still. Is it not fi- okay. Posh, I've got a, a, a glass water. bottle. Of posh ta- it is, it is tap water. That's Count, not true. Council t- pop. Tastes like British council pop. Fizzy yeah. council pop. It's not fizzy. Um, <laughs> <Go on. laughs> council, Bristol's best. Straight out of river. Nice. Does mm. it taste good? Good. Actually, didn't jump in your face there. Um, I've got. Um, coffee, instant coffee, not the posh coffee. Instant, click your fingers, bang, there it is in your hand. Ooh, like that, instant coffee. Oh, I'm a hand. <laughs> Would you uh, like some instant coffee? No, I want it to take an hour, please. Yeah, yeah. There's like slow drip coffees that take like 24 hours, ain't you? The the long drip ones. Jesus, what a hipster! Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we're this is the podcast where we we talk about stuff, but every now and again, someone wants to listen to us talk about stuff. Uh, and we've got a listener talk to us recently about listening to us, and her name is Laura Mallon. And uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to her. Thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying the show. Uh, and thanks for getting in touch. Very, very sweet of you. Thank ben you. T- very ben sweet. Says very nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say that. Not once. Not no, even he, off no, he air. Didn't. No, he didn't. No. I, I smiled and nodded in appreciation for in appreciation of the appreciation. Yeah, that's yeah. difficult to say. But thank you. But uh, did she also suggest something that we should, or ask if we were going to possibly review a certain film? Hellraiser. That's what she said. Hellraiser. <laughs> Never heard of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, um, str- strange, strange that we haven't we haven't got around to doing that one, have we? Yeah, that's like more so than Phantasm. I mean, I feel like Phantasm should have been on one of those lists, but Hellraiser. How has that not been on a list so far? <laughs> yeah. I think there was a point where I think we were discussing maybe doing some Clive, yeah. doing some Clive, 
Yeah. But for some reason, we never got round to it. Flaky. That's us. What? Yeah. I mean, we'll still do it. I mean, I, I went for a bit of a Clive period recently. I feel like I need to take a little bit of a break, but I'll be back on him soon. You'll be back no, on you him worry. soon. You need a little yeah. break of a few hours or a few days or however long you need. Yeah. And get back on it. Yeah. So thing, we, we could do it because we've got forever to do it in. This show could go on forever. Definitely. Not forever, but you know, yeah. there, there will be a time when we both just go, that's enough now. And but, then we die. And then we, and then we die immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> podcast is done what is nothing for you to live for okay yeah. so uh stuff in the guffs have you done a guff you done a stuff stuff in the guff and the guffs um you know what so it's been it has been two weeks since the last episode mm-hmm. um and i've been kind of watching some films that i kind of want to do episodes on so probably not oh, okay you're gonna hold back Let's i'm gonna see. hold back there's no yeah. point you know blowing my beans in one well, you don't um, so I guess all I've really got to talk about is um, just a couple of cinema trips recently. Okay. So I saw Shazam, the latest DC comics thing, and you know it's good, it's funny, um, but it's it's like a good a good it's a feel good film, but mm. and it feels a bit, it also feels a bit like big Tom Hanks big feels all that big. stuff. Don't I'm, don't it really see exactly. Feels good. Okay. It was big and good. Yeah. I haven't really seen Zachary Levi in much. I didn't see watch a TV Chuck. guy or something. Boy, is he? Oh, the Chuck. Yeah, I... Chuck, Chuck dude. But, right, you know, yeah, he was yeah. good. Um, and it's, yeah, I think DC, what they've decided to do is go, right, okay, instead of trying to build a world with every single film with one eye on the next film, we'll, we'll make a nice standalone film that, that obviously exists in that universe, but it's not like smashing you over the head with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean and, it's smart uh, actually. I think it works. Yeah, and I mean, it's good. I thought the like the world building was good. Mm. Um, the villain was like all right. There's loads of stuff missing from like the trailer. Again, I, I saw like a trailer for this. There's loads of stuff missing from the trailer, which was good stuff that was like a nice surprise. Uh, yeah, so I, I wholeheartedly, 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 <laughs> wholeheartedly recommend Shazam. And then I also saw. Hellboy, um, Neil Marshall's uh, Hellboy. Neil Marshall, so, we've talked about Neil Marshall on the show a couple of times. Yeah, so we've done The Descent and we've done Dog Soldiers yeah. um, of Neil Marshall. He hasn't done a film for a while, is that right? Has he been well, doing... Well, he did Doomsday, didn't he? He did Game of Thrones episodes. It did, it's weird because everyone always says Neil Marshall from The Descent and Dog Soldiers and that's it. Yeah. But they never mention Doomsday. And I remember quite liking that. Doomsday, 2008 that was. Yeah. I don't remember it very well, but I've definitely seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he has been strangely absent from a lot of the press for Hellboy, and I've heard a lot of things on the grapevine about um, creative dif- differences and creative control with the mm. studio and all that nonsense. And then, of course, the reviews came out, and you know, I think it debuted at like 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, and then I read a few reviews as absolutely tearing it down, comparing it to the likes of uh, the latest Fantastic Four, the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, mm. um, and Suicide Squad, kind of just saying it's one of those completely soulless um, superhero uh, yeah. blockbuster jaunt things. But I actually kind of enjoyed it, and it's not you know it's not perfect, and I mean it's not even great, but it does a, it gets a lot right. I think David Harbour's Hellboy is really good. A lot of the creature, creature effects are really good. Some little subplots are really sort of engrossing. Perhaps they weren't weren't 
too relevant to the plot, but they did kind of f- help me get an idea of the world. Some of the um, some of the exposition, some of the dialogue is a bit naff. Hmm. So you know, and it, but the, I think, the jokes and that you mean? Yeah, but some of the jokes are really good. I found myself kind of chuckling along a few hmm. times. But yeah, it's been absolutely destroyed by critics. But I think yeah. if you kind of enjoy it for what it is, a good plot, a good. Plop, almost a plop buster. Popcorn, popcorn blockbuster. Yeah, but I plop mean, plop buster is like uh, you know for diarrhea. It's like a tablet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've all we've all been there, Luke, yeah. haven't we? But yeah, so I enjoyed it, and that's kind of all. That's all I got to say on it, all right, mate? Don't push me um, any further. I'm not, not saying anything bad about it. I, uh, <laughs> I I I didn't like the look of the. Um, I don't know the art, the art style and stuff. So I wasn't. I was never too invested in going to see it. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll get around to it. I think in t- in terms of it means obviously going to be compared to the Del Toro versions. However, those versions have got their own identity, and this doesn't feel like it's trying to replicate any of that. Despite yeah. the fact that loads of it looks, it does look kind of similar. But that's just because it's Hellboy. It's Hellboy. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't make it look all that different. But it doesn't feel like it's trying to copy any of that too much. I feel like this one looks a little bit like, you know, Tim Curry in Legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, he's terrifying in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but is. I mean, it's great Hellboy. I mean, one of my things that I wasn't, after seeing the trailer, I was a bit like, he looks awful as, as Hellboy. And it's like they're trying to make it too much of a comedy. Yeah. And although, yeah, some of the some of the lines, that I just enjoyed his, his portrayal of Hellboy was like this world-weary, cynical sort of half-assed do you know what i mean that sort of character whereas i think ron perlman obviously awesome as hellboy but i always find him a bit like oversensitive mm. he used to yeah. get in strops didn't he? he used to get in strops i feel like a big toddler i think that's what it was yeah. Going for. yeah yeah a big a big toddler and even though there's kind of like a bit of that in this mm. version of hellboy it doesn't like i think overall it feels like a really good well-winded well <laughs> i'm really struggling today well-winded well <laughs> well-rounded performance and he kind of anchors everything together i think because some of the other performances ian mcshane dials it in a little bit he doesn't seem half, half he seems doesn't seem too bothered uh mila jovovich is kind of just a bit shit but maybe that's just because i'm not a fan of hers fifth, uh, fifth element yeah yeah that's the only good film she's ever been in right has she ever been in another good film name it i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know name it uh, that's me, Dan. <laughs> That's me, Dan. That's how you get out of everything, isn't it? You're on the phone. Would you like to? Have you been this old PPI? Have you put the phone? Have you put the phone, Dad? Or are you dead? Is that you? Or is that a what do you call him? Cardiometer. What do you call it? Heartometer. Death machine. Death machine. Yeah. Go on, Dad. That's that's me, Dan. Is that you, Dan? Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Guess. Uh, so I watched um. Shape of Water on Blue Way. Blue Way. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> on, oh. on Blue Way. Uh, yep. shape, shape of Water. Uh, I watched it when it first came out, but I was like, I was kind of middling on it um, when I first saw it. I just kind of felt like I didn't really understand what they were going for. It just seemed a little bit like, I don't know. I, I just, for whatever reason, the tone of it just didn't hit me. And this time I was like, Oh, I, I, I understand it, but it's like a it's an homage to cinema, just like in general. It's like really stylistic, really yep. kind of lovely. I mean, it's still the bit where uh, he eats the cat, and I still feel that's like a little bit a little bit abrasive. But then again, Guillermo del Toro films always have that element. Yeah, it's always a fairy tale, whim, <clears throat> whimsy. But then there's always some kind of 
over the top violence in there just to at the fingers in this film where Michael Shannon sort of rips his fingers off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Jesus. Michael Shannon's good in this in that yeah, film, right? Yeah. He's a scary bastard. He's he probably is, the yeah. scariest eyes in cinema. Yeah. Hi. <sighs> yeah. Just freaks me out. He um he's good. Wait, this film it's is good. I mean, I think it's uh, I I'd give it like a four out of five. That's sort of uh, four four point five out of five. It feels pretty much four point five out of five. That is a nine out of ten. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a <laughs> a very incredibly solid film. I can't think of many films that have been put together as well as that. You know what I mean in terms of the production design. Yeah. Um, the character design, the dance movements. Richard Jenkins is always good. In yeah. Much everything Richard he does. Good. Um. I've only seen it once, so I would like to see it again because I think I saw it like on release. So that would have been like early, early 2018 in the UK. So it's nice yeah. to watch it pass. At now the hype sort of died down a bit. You can watch it from afresh and just sort of see it for what it is. It's nice to know. It's nice to watch something from from afresh, knowing that like it's won a major Oscar, such as you know yeah. best director, and kind of take it all in from that standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I also watched uh, 12 Monkeys, Terry Gilliam's 12 Monkeys, which I haven't seen in, I can't remember the, even watching it. I mean, I have seen it, I knew all the film, knew it very well, but I was like, I don't know when I watched this. Must have been in the future. <laughs> Must have been in some alternate timeline. Yeah. This, this, it just seems like a different, me watched it. But it's, um, I, I had a certain sort of idea of what this film would be, and it's way more weird than that. In the sense, like yeah. the way it's filmed, the way the characters talk, it's very cartoony, but it, it does mm. work. And the music's got like um weird European sort of um harpsy chord sort of thing going on. Uh, but it, I mean, it's it's full on Terry Gilliam. Like it's exactly it's like ninety five. I think it came out. This is <clears> when um Bruce Willis really put like himself into the roles. Like here he plays like a again uh, a. a a boy who never grew up properly. It's like he's still kind of mm. a child in this sort of adult world. He cries all the time, he gets angry all the time and can't deal with the reality of everything. Uh, but he's like so involved and invested in what he's doing. And Brad Pitt as well is like oh, yeah. playing an absolute fruitcake. <laughs> absolute fruitcake. I think I saw this yeah. film. I think maybe my, my mum rented it when I was quite young. And I watched it and we both hated it. We were both like, this is awful. Why are we even watching this? What's going on? And I remember it kind of like lingered in my in my head, in my subconscious for a long time as being like one of the worst films I'd ever seen, simply yeah. because obviously I was too young to really understand and take it in. And then I watched it sort of, I guess, in my early 20s. And I was yeah. I was like blown away by it. I was like, this is amazing. Well, all Stupid 10-year-old me. All the time travel stuff works really well. Like it's kind of, most time travel films, they don't really have much of a sort of, clear logic to it but this does it sort of keeps its internal logic all the way to the end and the actual ending is beautifully done like and it's i think it's the ending that sort of ties everything together and makes you kind of it makes it stick in your head where he sees his own you realize that he'd seen his own death like as a boy it's um yeah really good like um yeah i'm not again another one i haven't seen in a fair while so yeah. probably a revisit needed I mean that's um just to throw things throw the toys around. That's uh, a a a minus for me. That is interesting. Yes. A minus, it's up there, isn't it? It's definitely up there, making yeah. me want to watch it even more now. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Who knows? 
So delicious. Pet cemetery. Pet cemetery. Pet cemetery. 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 Come and cemetery tonight. I didn't know you had a pet cemetery. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, do you want to do, do yeah, a bit? Yeah, do a bit. Do a bit? <laughs> yeah. uh, so Pet Cemetery <laughs> is a 2019 American supernatural horror film directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. Um, written by Jeff Buehler from a screen story by Matt Greenberg. Loads of people getting involved what does with this. What that mean? Sec- <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's the second adaptation of a 1983 novel of the same name by Stephen King. After the 1989 film, film stars Jason Clark, Amy Seametz, and John Lithgow, and follows a family that discovers a mysterious graveyard in the woods behind their new home. Mysterious, this graveyard. Uh, so, one thing, so Matt Greenberg did the, the screen story. I thought that was a screenplay. Maybe that's something different. I don't know. I don't, uh, when that have you finished up, that screen like, story yet? <laughs> what, what is it? Is it a bullet point list of what's happened? happened to yeah, just a screen story, mate. Yeah. It took me five minutes to knock up. And you're getting paid for that. Nice. Yeah. Well, So these directors, Kevin Colsh and Dennis Widmer. Widmer? Vid? Well, he's got a weird name. Wid? M? Is that a V? Widmeyer. Oh. <laughs> Widmeyer. I've got a V written down. Widmeyer and Kevin Colsh. I mean... Okay. They've directed they, a lot, of, a lot of mad shit. They did Starry Eyes, and I really quite, I really quite appreciated Starry Eyes for being a film that genuinely disturbed me, and was like well put together, very small budget, very low budget. And did you see Starry Eyes? No, I don't Starry think I did. Tonight on Starry Eyes. Tonight on Starry Eyes, bloody horrible horror film, scared the shit out of us. So the idea is, um, a young actress is working in a in a flipping burger shop. <laughs> when they sell flipping burger machines, <laughs> and, flipping uh, burger shop, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. she wants to be a Hollywood actress woman, um, and then she's like, she quits the job. It's all about how like she could go one one route and start doing indie movies and sort of work in the flipping burger shop while she's doing the indie movies, or she but she wants to be like a, a starlet, uh, and then she, it's like she kind of sells her soul. She gets a meeting. It's like a sort of weird cult. Um, of like Hollywood elite people that you have to get in with to um... true story. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure there's some BJ action, <laughs> like but like oh. a demonic BJ action if I remember correctly. Oh. And it's, it's got really, lots of body horror elements, and it gets gross and mm. weird, and it's it's just good. It's just a really when you think of a, an interestingly well done horror movie, Starry Eyes is up there. But um, so I was like dead excited because well, Pet Cemetery, loved the book. Love the guy who dreamed it all up in the first place, Stephen King. I love this poster, all of the um, the Wicker Man stuff. I like that. Yep. Look cool, like childish Wicker Man I, stuff. That's great. I think a lot of the a lot of the sort of promotion, the promo stuff for this film has been like pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, all the visuals, all the posters. Um, a tra- trailer was was pretty good. Jeremy um, Judd, I thought that's a brilliant casting. Yeah, great casting. I all. Do you know what? I'm always a bit unsure on Jason Clark. You know, especially like, because what's what's he been the leading man in? He looks like an Easter Easter Island, you know, the statue of the head. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> I'm always a bit unsure. I'm always a bit unsure, but for some reason, after watching that trailer, I was like, oh yeah, he looks pretty good, doused in hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But um, yeah, so I was, he was probably the one question mark I had about it. And also, yeah. I guess from the trailers, obviously, spoiler alert for this film. So I didn't uh, watch the trailers, by the way. So this was fresh. So you didn't watch yeah. the trailers, yeah. So yeah. In, in one trailer, it seemed quite, you know, um, vague in terms of what was going on. But then there was another trailer, which I didn't actually watch. But then I saw a few things written online saying that obviously they've taken a very key plot point to the film and they've basically just like flipped it. And that was kind of one thing mm. that bothered me about this film. Not just that particular moment, but I guess we'll it has, get it has bigger implications it. though. The fact that they changed it, it, it changes a lot of what made the original story so scary, I thought. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think one thing that this film kept doing that did kind of annoy me was that it kept showing things that were like if you'd seen the original and if you read the book, you'd be familiar with. Oh yeah. And it would yeah. go and it would go. Yeah. Uh, you know you know what's coming, don't you? If you've seen the film and you've read the book, you know what's coming. Actually, we're doing something completely different. Yeah. And you, we had got you eating out the palm of our hands. And I just kind of felt like it just didn't work for me. Not like every time they did yeah. something like that. It just didn't I was a bit re- like, read the room uh, very well. Of, of by the way, to the audience, I, I was in those. I went with my friend Skip and my friend Dita, and then about four or five randomers sort of in the cinema. Um, it was like wasn't very busy at all, so it, it's still kind of dis- disappointing that there just wasn't an audience really there to see. But maybe that's because it's just been get getting middling reviews. Yeah, left, right, and, and, and I think it's been out. It's been out for like a week or maybe just over a week. And when I when I went to see it, which was kind of the weekend of release, it was quite busy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. What were your general well thoughts on it? So I said a, a big fan of the book. I've got so many memories of the original movie being genuinely scary, <laughs> genuinely unnerving. Yeah. Um, and then this, it, this is going to sound super harsh, but it feels like they've given budget and money and resources to sort of student filmmakers or amateurish filmmakers who are just hitting the net, hitting the, this sounds so harsh. Oh, that's too harsh, mate. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it just means, like, Maybe they were rushed through it. Maybe they sort of were forced to do stuff in certain ways. But it feels like they were hitting all of the cliched notes of what they thought they had to hit, and it just had no bite. It was like completely sort of yeah. antiseptic. It's it was like sort of a gummy, a gummy bite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like there's a couple of really good scares in the film, but they're around one character, and like that, the the, cli- the the big climax of the scariness was about halfway in the film. So after that, I was sort of bored bored out of my mind yeah i was incredibly bored like considering this was what one hour and 40 minutes or something yeah. there were a few there were quite a few times i was look, looking at my watch thinking how much longer yeah. we got left yeah. i was getting like restless legs where, where like i just kind of felt like oh come yeah. on felt itchy um but for me honestly i thought it was considering i felt pretty hyped for it yeah um everything i'd seen thought you know this was going to be, you know, we had us one week and then a couple of weeks later, Pet Cemetery. It felt like, yeah. oh, God, this is, or is it? It's only bloody April. Only bloody April, mate. And we're already bang into it for 2019. But honestly, I thought it was a incredibly average, like modern horror yeah. remake. Um, I feel, as I said, I feel like it, it was really trying to be clever by changing key plot points. But yeah. it just it just didn't, it didn't work for me. I felt like it was it's- really clunk. It was really clunky. Yeah, I felt like the scares, even though there may have been one or two good scares, I feel like they they were a bit repetitive. We did the same like, one like like three times, I think. Yeah, there was some real dodgy um, green screen during a particular scene. Yeah, um, there was um, there's clearly a lot of fog machines going on in certain bits as well, like uh, foam sets. 
Like, uh, oh. I don't mind that in the 80s, but yeah, like carved that film yeah. sort of set. Yeah. So like, Jesus Christ. And I just felt like by the time the ending rolled around and I kind of saw what was happening, my eyes were rolling so far into the back of my head. Yeah. I, looked like the, I looked like The Undertaker. Yeah. But I mean, I think... so, like, there's, uh, you know, that, that effect that people do when they want to make a scary ghost sort of thing where something will be moving and then it'll just go fast forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've got like a, a B. Like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't stand that that stuff. It seems so I, cheap. It's so yeah, like, and I mean, uncre- not creative at all. This is going to seem harsh as well, but I really wasn't a fan of the young girl playing the daughter. Well, she I, always she had a look on her face constantly that kind of made me feel like she's smelling poo right now. It's like <laughs> no, no, like the kind of look on her face where she's like, "I'm in a film. I'm in a film." Like she had a little bit of a. Almost like a little bit of a smile, especially yeah. when she was like trying to when she was undead. Yeah, I felt like there was just a look on her face. I just did not buy it. I just did yeah. not buy I, it. I didn't mind her as the, as the daughter. I think, uh, I mean, obviously with, with child actors, you, you got to give them a bit of leeway. But um, hey, oh yeah, definitely. But, but as also... the uh, the undead thing, I think we'll probably talk about that a bit later. But I think that's not so much her fault, but it's probably your fault because that's not scary to have a bratty little shit as a. It's just annoying. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah. A bratty little shit zombie child. If it's, if it's the little boy, the toddler who can't recognize that kid looked anything. exact. That kid yeah, looked exactly yeah. the same as the previous version know, yeah, of yeah. Um, what's, his, what's G- the boy's uh, name? Gage. Uh, Gage. He looked yeah. exactly the same, <laughs> Mister Trick. <laughs> but he thing, seemed like he knew what he was doing as well. If you um, if you have a toddler, a, a young young boy like that who doesn't seem to recognize what's going on around him, or or maybe does, but you're not too sure. When that comes back from the dead, and then it, you feel like there's more going on behind their eyes now than there was before, that's quite a scary sort of thing to think about. And when he starts yeah. talking about stuff he shouldn't know anything about, or so I feel like they just missed a big scary. And also, the the, the most emotional beat of the film and the book is has been removed, excised from this film because of that change as well. Um, yeah, which is when he has to kill his son a second time. Like it's mm. the most, it's heartbreaking in the. In the original story, it's gone in this. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I've been too harsh, but this one, there are some good bits, and it's well, it's like competently made. It's just, I think, I like know. the original film, like during all the during all the reviews for this and that, people have kind of been taking down the original film, sort of saying, "Ah, oh, the cheesy, crappy original or something." And I think the original's like kind of good. Yeah, I mean, it's got, I always it's, it's got a bit I of datedness to it. We like the um, yeah, but. What was it like late? So it was eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, but I thought I always thought it was one of one of the one of the better Stephen King adaptations from that era. I guess. Yeah. I guess it yeah. was just before just before it, the miniseries. So, yeah, but yeah, I was I I honestly I thought it was a, a severe disappointment, and I definitely had a. I mean, it hinted at so many different things as well. Like obviously, we saw the the sort of parade of the of the kids with masks on taking their dog to be buried in the thing. And that was yeah. one scene. Yeah. That was one scene. And they kind of dropped the masks in here and there again throughout the film, but it kind of just, it held no weight. Yeah. It, no weight for me. Yeah. I, the other thing is the, uh, you know, another thing that annoys me, you know, so you got the speeding up, slowing down thing, but then whispers that are like, like, yeah. Yeah. Just telling people, where to go or not to go to certain places. It just, I don't know, in this, in this, maybe it's the way it was done in this film, it was far too on the nose. It was far yeah. too uh, cartoony and simplistic. Like, that kind of stuff is used as a joke. 
You know what I mean? Like in a if in a mighty boost, like oh, my only friend now is the wind. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. Like it's yeah. you can't do oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was another film, and I know we've said we've said this a few times based on films from the past that we've watched recently. But again, mm. this is another film that felt a bit goosebumpsy to me. Yeah, yeah. It felt like in places it didn't feel like a horror as such. It felt like a yeah a young adult film with horror elements at times. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, when we're talking about people, I think John Lithgow was 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 good. Um, obviously, the stuff with stuff with the mother and obviously her sister who passed away from viral meningitis again had a pretty good scare but had like in terms of what came in the original the original was like oh jesus christ one of the creepiest like but this was just uh, i don't yeah. think we even got a good, we didn't think we even got a good look at it really did we bit of a look at her teeth <laughs> bit, a bit of a look at her teeth and, and a like, yeah. bendy spine yeah apart from that um deadness so so let's jump into the, the, the plot of it. I mean, it, the plot is pretty much exactly what you already know. Um, it, when it so it feels like I don't know if they've spent enough time building up certain plot points or anything, but I don't know if you got the same impression that it just seemed like they were ticking plot points off the list mm. as they were going through. I don't know if you noticed this as well, but um, people were saying their names a lot, almost like they really wanted to hammer home the fact like to just to try and explain who was who like people would introduce themselves yeah. hi i'm rachel ellie's mum. like she said that at one point and i'm it's like true. i don't remember that yeah yeah she yeah. said i'm I'm rachel ellie's mum. it's like well it obvious it's obvious that you are yeah. you could just say i'm rachel hi yeah. my name's rachel there we go but she says that to uh to what's his yeah. name i don't think yeah i don't think it like trusts yeah, its audience enough to sort of pick up and, and like that there's, there's sort of very little interesting interactions between the characters it all felt very sort of stayed and there's nothing sort of off the wall or nothing offbeat it's just all so standard i think like jason clark is that is that is that yeah name? yeah i think he was like bland yeah he, <laughs> i don't think <laughs> he had the. i'm pretty sure he had the same facial expression on his face for the whole film yeah which was like slight confusion and concern but i don't think he he smiled at one point even before she had the fan yeah he was kind of like this all the time like something's something's gonna go wrong is that his real accent as well i think he's australian is he not oh all oh, right it's um i think it's like a boston accent right i don't know accent. uh you i'm not sure i can't really remember yeah it seems a bit strange but yeah so the story is, you know, the family moving from Boston to the countryside to this house um, yep. in Ludlow. He's getting um, a job as a, I guess, like a doctor, um, accident emergency doctor, but on campus in this sort of on campus, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they've got a neighbour, Chud Crandall, who uh, we don't know too much about, um, other than that he had a wife who died at some point called Norma. He smokes. Mm-hmm. He's got tobacco stained moustache and beard and soul patch yeah um, and then there's the orinco trucks which fly by <laughs> fly by nowhere. about 120 miles an hour <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs> um and that, that that's what you got i mean i think the first introduction between uh the family and judd is where they see the pet cemetery right and they see the kids yeah i mean it all happens pretty quickly yeah. um everyone's sort of introduced so obviously we've got 
So, I mean, just so Jason Clark is uh, Dr. Lewis Creed. His wife, Amy Semetz, is Rachel Creed. John Lithgow, Judd Crandall, who's like the neighbor. And then we've got two little kids, Ellie and Gage. One who's nine, one who's like what? Three? Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right, mate. Yeah. So, yeah, they obviously move to this new house, sort of in the middle, sort of in the sticks, but obviously with, yeah, a massive main road going by with like trucks flying by. But, yeah, they pretty much introduce us straight away. Ellie sort of goes out into the woods and sit, there's like this procession of children all wearing like animal masks, taking like a dead dog to the yeah. pet cemetery. Yeah. Um, and then again, a bit, a bit of kind of exposition here where where Rachel seems to kind of almost know what they're doing, like oh they're doing a procession for the obviously taking a yeah. dead dog somewhere or summer. Um, and That's they tell she, te- says, yeah. she tells she tells Ellie to go inside, but Ellie gets gets out there and goes and have more yeah. of a look. That's when she meets Judd Crandall, and who's just mill- he's, he's just milling about in the pet cemetery, you know, just chilling out. He's where I hang. Watch the leaves fall bless him uh he doesn't like uh i actually p- kind of preferred the people tend to really like the judd in the old film because of how this is like chewing the scenery he was sort of very over the top i yeah. think john lithgow played him way more believably um but maybe a is the, the dude the dude who played judd in the last pet cemetery is um mate boy from the monsters right uh i don't know um yeah, let's say yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is, yeah. Um, did we get a couple of whispers around this point, maybe? Uh, maybe not yet. I think it's the university stuff where the, after, the, after the guy dies. Um, so I think, Lewis, this is his first day on the shift, right? Yep. First day on the shift. Yeah. Someone says there's blood coming out of his head and they wheel in this guy. Quite gory. Uh, he's been He's got knocked off his bike or something. His yep. brain's hanging out of his skull. Yeah, uh, he, he tries to bring him back. This is day one. This is <laughs> this is day one exactly. Are you are you feeling stressed about this? Well, a little bit. Here's yeah. a man with his head brain hanging out. Yeah, save him, save him. Obviously, Obviously. He sort of dies from blood loss, and his his boss is like, it's not a good start, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down. Yeah, Jesus. One day, one dead. <laughs> well. They 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 wipe off the board that says a thousand and two hundred yeah. days till, since <laughs> this... the last person died. <laughs> and you've done it already so yeah but yeah. he's pretty much so the kid dies but Lu- Lewis is like is it Lewis or Louis? Lewis 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 is Louis. almost um, <laughs> Lu- Louis <laughs> hey King Louis <laughs> um, he's almost immediately haunted yeah by this dude like this dude just goes I'm going to be a fucking ghost now this guy um, wants to be a ghost so bad like he dreamed about it he's just yeah. waiting for that moment to pop out and he's a ghost I mean, not only is he a ghost like he knows about the pet cemetery. Like He's when did he get the well. when did he get the dressing <laughs> when did he get the information given to him? He must have been dead for a second. Yeah. Someone's someone's whispered in his ear. Now you're a ghost. Tell him all about the pet cemetery. Tell him not to go there. Tell him not to venture beyond. Tell him not to. <laughs> all right, hang on a sec. All right, all right. I'm trying to take it. I'm going to be dead. Second. second, my brain's still hanging out. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's um, I, I think the idea is he he's he's not that one person, is he? He's not the spirit of that guy. He's um. Yeah, the cemetery or some sort of force of good. It's a bloody uh, cemetery. Just yeah, just something in it. Um, so then I think he gets yeah. Lewis has some bad dreams. Uh, yeah, he, he has goes some bad for a walk dreams. through the door. What did you think to that effect? Where it's like the door in the middle of the woods. Yeah, that was alright, wasn't it? It's alright. Kind of too bad. I've seen that a lot. 
of films are doing that a lot lately. There was a bit of that in a Shazam. I like it. Okay. Door. Go into a door. It leads somewhere mental. Yeah. Good time. See more of that, please. So the impression is that the pet cemetery is bad. That's that's yeah. the, the impression the the dream gives. Um, yeah. Don't venture beyond the pet no. cemetery because it'll yeah. mess it'll mess you up and it'll mess everyone you love up. Yeah, and then he wakes up and he's like, "Oh bloody hell, what happened? That was a weird dream." And he looks at his feet and he goes, "I've stepped in dog shit." <laughs> <laughs> I've stepped in dog shit and come straight back to bed. What a dirty bastard! Yeah. You got wipe at least wipe off, wipe your feet. Yeah. So obviously it suggests that he has been out milling about in the cemetery, chilling out with no shoes on, which is dangerous. Could be broken glass around or just a sharp stick. Round glass or... But but he's a doctor, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think it's around here that uh, Church bites the big one, right? Yeah, so I think we sort of get introduced to so Ellie's sort of building up a little bit of a relationship with Judd as well, like a bit of a bit of a connection there mm. going on, and sort of like he's almost like a grandfatherly figure. Yeah, she, she likes Good him. Impressive. She kind of she goes and joins in. Uh, sorry, goes and goes to his house, and they sort of talk about various stuff. Does she break in? <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah. Uh, he steals his candlesticks uh, or something. Yeah, so you kind of get a bit of a bit of a history <laughs> of, of Judd, why why he's on his own and that sort of says. Obviously, he used to have a wife, um, but yeah, she's not like a husband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, not long after that, we obviously one thing we haven't mentioned is that the family have a cat, a nice, a kind-natured cat, kind of a fluffy one. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. called Church, named after Winston Churchill. Because yeah. why would you, Stephen King? Um, and they're I not. Like I think it was called. Was he called Church in the? Back? I can't remember. Carry on. Sir, I think so. Well, um, yeah. and not long after, and it's Halloween. They're all, everyone's getting ready to sort of go out and trick or treating, and then Judd finds Church's dead body. He's been smashed. He's been crushed. He's been flattened by one of those trucks that drive at 120 miles per hour going past. I'm not yeah. surprised to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but then. Judd is like, don't worry about it, mate. Yeah, so obviously Judd, he feels a bit of responsibility, I guess, towards Ellie. He kind of, he's kind of looking out for her, and he's like, I've heard about this ancient burial ground, mate. <laughs> uh, I've had a bit, bit of a run-in with it in the past, and it didn't really work out well, but this time will be different, I promise. All right? Yeah. Uh, so this is the sort of the bad special effects bit you're talking about, right? Where you go... That night, they meet up and they're burying church, and then just like, let's go up to the ancient burial ground. And he yep. takes them up, and he takes them up to like this weird cliff edge, and it's like this so much like fog machines and spooky sounds. Um, yeah, it's like skulls and stuff under the water. And it, it looks like stuff. like my mum does like a Halloween party every year, right? And she always yeah. goes, "Come on, bring the kids. It'll be quality." And sometimes she goes all like. Yeah, like she really like smoke machine, like like yeah. uh, uh, spider webs, uh, cobwebs all over everything, skulls hanging off. Yeah, uh, basically, it looks like my mum's had a go at just a normal cemetery, and she's made it look Halloweeny. Yeah, that's what exactly what it's like. And then it's a bit where they go up these stone steps, and then we can tell the walls is painted carved foam. Like it looks, <laughs> it looks like a set of gla- from gladiators. Like it looks like. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I don't know, like some cheap TV show sort of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, it, it's all right. I mean, they bury Church. Um, at one point, it looks like he's beating the body up with a stone. <laughs> but I think he's actually yeah. using it to dig dig stuff up. And so he like uses a a stone to dig and makes kind of like yeah yeah. Uh, but then they they do that and then it gets back home again. We sound like we're speeding through this, but this is the pace of the film. Like it is, it just slams yeah, through these things. It so does quick. slam through it, and and also do we get? I think something we didn't quite get much of in the previous film was the discussion about the Wendigo, the spirit that kind of like yeah. lives in and around the ancient burial ground and, you know, has got a bit of a history with... So um, I was, I was but, looking forward to that in this film. I was like, yeah. that's a really good part of the book, that the whole, it feels like they're going to some barrier between different worlds when they go to that other graveyard. Uh, but it was a barrier to some 1990s TV game show. <laughs> maze room or something like it just didn't didn't sell me on the scariness of it at all no 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 definitely not yeah uh so take me to the church comes back the next day (laughs) (laughs) take me to church i'm coming back to life from the burial ground church is alive from the burial ground and he's uh he's all messed up he's like um it's like he's been dipped in dipped in marmite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his eyes, his eyelids are droopy. That's I mean, this is good because obviously that's a real cat. They've not I like how they got, did that. They've not got like cat. an animatronic. But make yeah. your cat fuming. So basically, like <laughs> smear it in loads of shit, and then yeah. like just don't don't let it in when it wants to come in for about an hour. It's a good and then cat be, actor. Like, great cat actor. Yeah. I think during the premiere of this film as well, the cat was there and had a tie on. That's a that's a cool cat. Most cats don't like to be sort of handled and moved no. around and stuff. But this one had like two hours of makeup every day or something. Yeah. Uh, so, so obviously something's wrong with Church. Church yeah. comes back. Um, he's like aggressive. He's making um, st- stupid noises. He's making <laughs> like uh, noises from Gremlins too. Like, they're, <laughs> they're on. like late, late if your cat well. was making noises like that, I'd be like, yeah, you need to 
burn that thing now. It's not. You need to fuck off. Fucking, <laughs> it's not normal. Um, even like the even like Ellie and stuff, just like oh hey church, oh you stink like uh, burial ground or whatever. But like if it's making noise like that, if it looks like that, you, 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 we just. I mean, you, you would know. know. I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah. Again, these are all things that kind of the characters go about like they're just doing general stuff, going yeah. going shopping or something. They're trying to bring a. They brought a cat back to life. Yeah. You know what I mean? They literally brought brought a cat back to life, and L- Lewis is like a bit like. Oh bloody hell! That's, oh, that's mental, that's, that is. Well, isn't it? Best, uh, <laughs> and see... he's a doctor. He's a fucking doctor. Yeah, best to go see Judd about this, I guess. Yeah. Um, Judd, uh, and then Judd says, oh, yeah, "I had a dog once, and it worked for that too." So, um, in so I mean, in in the book, there's there's more sort of history of, of the dog. Um, it wasn't evil. I think he just went a little bit strange towards the end of its days, and he had to put it down twice or something. Um, but. Uh, Church gets to the point where they're like, "This is freaking me out now. I'm just going to kill it." But you can't kill it because it's a family, family pet. So he decides to sort of drop it off in the woods somewhere. Yeah, and it looks at him like, "You son of a bitch! You sick bastard!" Yeah. So yeah, because obviously he tries to euthanize him first, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he's just like, "Can't do it," you know, because I think Church scratches Ellie and then it attacks Gage, and he's oh, like, "He's in the bed." Yeah, yeah in the he's crib. in the bed. I've, like, yeah. I've had enough of you now. Yeah, and then weird on the bed, and 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 then and then Lewis, Lewis tells Ellie that the cat ran away. Cats yeah. ran away, mate. If only you knew the truth. I had almost this exact same thing happen when I was a kid. <laughs> so uh, we had a, a cat called Yam. Yam, nickname for like short for Yamaha. My dad was a big bike fan, motorbike Good. fan. <laughs> like it, I like we had it. A cat, uh, sort of a, a tabby cat called Yam. Yam disappeared. For two weeks, and then we found like a flattened yam, and then we were oh. burying flattened yam in a bin bag in the back garden, and then yam turned up, <laughs> our actual cat turned oh. up, and was like, "What are you doing?" And then we were That's... burying his random fucking cat in our garden. <laughs> so yeah, it was, must have looked must have looked pretty similar then. Well, I mean, it's flattened to the point of like, uh, we, we were, I mean, we were pretty sure it was yam. I never got like to see cracker. it. I never got to see it. Yeah, but um. But it our cat turned up. No, our cat turned up, and it's just like, I'm back. And it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What I must have. What must it have thought? Yeah. What on earth are you doing? Yeah. Exactly, did you yeah. still? Did you finish the burial of the flat cat? Uh, I think I just put it in the bin. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> not worth a burial now. <laughs> it's not you, Yam. Right, get it in the bin. Dig it get back it up. The, get it in the get in the waste paper ba- basket. Yeah. <laughs> not in a bag. Just in, in the front room. Yeah. I can't remember, maybe maybe buried it. I can't remember. I, I was very young, but um, yeah. So, but he uh, we didn't have to put the returned yam down or anything. He turned out to be all right. Lived for many years. But Church, uh, he's off, and it's birthday time for Ellie. Hmm. She's turning like nine or ten or summer, and th- this is the point where like you know something bad's gonna happen now. Yeah. At this point of the film, because there's a lot like the cats. You see, we see the cat sort of coming back in the road. We see like more close-ups of the large trucks sort of driving past really fast. It is like the early part of an episode of Casualty where you know something's going to go bad. Yeah, pre-credit being, scene. Yeah. It's just being set up. Yeah. Um, and obviously, again, this is the part where the film is obviously trying to make you think that it's going to be Gage who gets mowed down yeah. by having him sort of run towards the road when Ellie's out there looking at church. And you think, you know, he's going to run out after and he's going to get flattened. But um, 
No, they flip it on its head. They, oh, they had you there, didn't they? And the uh, t- the tanker obviously tr- slams on its brakes, spins out of control, starts rolling towards yeah. you know Gage, but Lewis manages to save him at the last moment. Some real dodgy green screen here, where like they're superimposed. Looks like it's been made on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> they've been superimposed over this yeah. like tanker run- rolling towards them, and then Ellie turns around and sees it coming towards her and gets absolutely. Yeah splooshed yes, well. well you say that but she just like it ends up in a bush like yeah so i think she should have been way more messed up than that i need to like staple the head back together and her eye gets messed up and stuff but um yeah but well, i mean i don't know so ellie's dead uh the family's grieving we have the, the funeral scene um his the mum and the son said they're gonna get open house for a bit and they're gonna go and uh uh, stay with the parents for a little bit. It's all yeah. happening. But Lewis, is, Lewis is like yeah. wants to stay wants to stay at the house for like a little while. And Judd yeah. at this point is getting a little bit of a getting a little bit of a. a he knows. Yeah. He's getting warnings. He realizes that Lewis is probably going to try and resurrect her. Yeah. Because now he's got the taste for the pet cemetery. Yeah. Now he's like, I've already brought my brought my first cat. What yeah. else can I bring still back? Still got from the, the shovel. Still yeah, got the still uh... got the shovel. Still got the shovel. I mean, Oops. as luck would have it, my daughter's just died. So as let's... luck would have it, yeah. <laughs> Gets finally. I, get... I was worried I was going to use that shovel once, but uh, here we go. It's shoveling time. Uh, he digs up the grave. He oh, he has to drug Judd. He has to drug Judd initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drugs him. So he was he was it Rehypno? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Quite, quite Dru- dr- again. But was this was this part in the original where he drugs? I don't remember him drugging. Oh, I don't remember it either. It almost seems like a bit OT. Uh, would that really happen? Would you do it? I do it? remember them drinking on the porch or wherever it was. So yeah. I think maybe he just waited for him to fall asleep in a drunken stupor. In a drunken stupor. Um, so yeah, so he, he he takes Ellie up to the grave, uh, does, the, does the business. It all happens pretty quickly, doesn't it? They're yeah. coming back from the dead. Like... Um, it's a pretty quick turnaround. Like it's quite yeah. a complicated thing, I think, and I reckon it would take at least twenty-four hours, maybe longer. You know, at least yeah. overnight. But it tends to happen that same night, a few hours later. Yeah. So here's one thing I would say: so just to sell the book to people, the the whole the, all the bits where he's sort of digging up the grave and he's sort of taking the body. So that's that's like a full hundred pages of a challenge. All those elements of him stealing a body from a grave. It's not it's not easy. Not no. easy for him to do all this stuff, um, and it really adds to sort of the desperation of the character and what's the grief and sort of. You've why... got to dig yeah. six feet down. That would knacker you. <laughs> and it, it sort of really emphasizes why the character is doing this stuff and how he he can't get over the grief of it, and he's, he's sort of forced to do these sort of because he's extreme lengths. In here, it's like just like <laughs> like popping the like just prying yeah. her out. She pops out of the grave. Lands in the car, and then the car's the engine's still on, <laughs> and he drives to the yeah, yeah. directly to the grave. Yeah, um, and then she comes back, and she she's just not scary. She's just not scary at all. She seems she seems like just real tired. Like yeah. she's a bit dirty, bit dirty, a little bit yeah. like like under the, like she's been to Glastonbury for five days and not had a good decent shower but she just seems a bit like just a bit sleepy and a bit like all right dad yeah. you fucking prick exactly if it was if it was gage you kind of wouldn't know how he's feeling because he uh 
I don't know, like he'd just be, he doesn't talk yet. He can't vocalize things. He wouldn't, yeah. in a way, you stood with him if he was your yeah. son. Or and like in the, ori- in the original, when Gage was like going full evil, yeah, it was pretty scary. Like when Gage starts was. telling Judd, like, I'm gonna fucking cut you, <laughs> like, he gets yeah. like, really aggressive. That's terrifying. And he like bites him as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, um, and. And then in the morning when he wakes, he puts her to bed. And in the morning when he wakes up, she's got her little um, ballet dress on, which she's she has a strop in the middle of the living room. Yeah, because he could get. She's she's obviously undead, so she's not quite got the moves she had before, and she's smashing things off the wall and everything. And he goes, "Come on, stop it!" Yeah, loses his temper with her. And then the family turns up. It turns. It could. It's like one step away from being a like a Adam Sandler comedy, <laughs> like him yeah. trying to hide the thing as the family. Oh. Don't look under there. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> whoop. Yeah. Um. So obviously, throughout this film as well, Rachel's been getting Rachel, the 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 mother, has been getting spooked by these visions of her dead sister. Yeah. Um. Which is kind of like so we've got like two sort of both main characters kind of getting spooked by various different ghosts. Um. Um. And I guess Rachel's gets made to think that she like blames herself as well for that death. Yeah, she hates death or something. So here's, she bloody hates death. Oh, I hate death. This is this is the one good scare uh, I've found in the film was when um it has her. Was it? It happens twice. There's, there's two good scares, but they're the same thing, really. Yeah. Uh, so in the flashback, there's a dumb waiter that he use. She uses to send food up to her, her sister who's got bad spine syndrome. Um, and bad spine syndrome. <laughs> and uh, she's not supposed to because her sister has to get out of bed to to get it, and it's just not good for her. But she's scared of her sister, so she uses dumb waiter, and then you hear her crawling across the thing, and you just hear this sort of weird crashing noise, uh, and then she opens the dumb waiter, and it looks fine for a second. It's just a food, yeah. and then it suddenly crashes down, and then it's got like Zelda's like broken Contor- body, on contorted top. broken yeah. body foot, and that's how she died. So that was that was pretty good. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and then the second time it is, is in the house. It's with the bathroom mirror. Like so, you hear exactly the same noise as going across the top, um, and then she opens the bathroom mirror as if it's a dumbwaiter. She hears the noises of the dumbwaiter moving around behind the bathroom mirror. It's good, and then she looks through, and then she looks up, <laughs> and then Zelda's body flies, crashes against the thing. Skip, uh, you know when someone's so scared of something, they kind of can become angry or defensive <laughs> against yeah. something. He went fuck off to the screen <laughs> <laughs> quite loud. So he like up, he walked all the way up to the screen and just went, Fuck you <laughs> Like me and Dieter are pissing us off laughing. Then we can't stop laughing because we're like boys in school and when you're laughing when you shouldn't be laughing, you just yeah. laugh even more. Uh, and then other people are laughing as well. This is a serious piece of cinema. And it's, it was just it was just fun. And then Skip was uh, a little embarrassed, I think. Feed his pants probably, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's good though. I thought they were quite a good jump scares if you like if you like a yeah, if you yeah, like I a gag. They... Yeah. I thought they were good jump scares. They were better jump scares than like when it just quickly cut to the really loud truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good impression. Yeah, <laughs> exactly all the time. That's a good impression. Um, so, not long after this, Judd turns up at the house, basically trying to see if if Lewis is all right, and obviously he's being all secretive and being like, "Yeah, everything's fine, mate." Um, Judd obviously thinks something ain't up, something's up, and then when, as he walks away, he sees Ellie in the window looking at him he's like fair fuck's sake you done uh, a pet cemetery on her didn't you packy packet crisps <laughs> oh you bastard 
Um, yeah. And he goes back. He goes back to his house, gets a gun. He's like, "I'm going to pop a cap in her, in her ass." How are you going to explain that? Uh, <laughs> why did you murder that child? Well, she was already dead. Well, yeah, okay. kind of makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when, as he's looking, you know, for Ellie, yeah, he sees he sees Church, and Church kind of goes, Aah. and this is when we get like. When Judd thinks that Ellie is in his house, we get yeah. the thing. So obviously there's a very iconic scene in the first film where Gage stabs him in the Achilles mm-hmm. tendon. And obviously it looks like that's going to happen again. His leg is seen from underneath the bed. And then again, they do this stupid thing where they go, ah, we got you, where he like kicks ah, the bed out and there's no one under there. You idiot thinking that that oh. thing was going to happen that didn't happen. Yeah. And then exactly, and exactly the same thing does happen as he's walking down the stairs. Walking down the stairs, Ellie slices yeah. him up. And then Ellie's like got the mask on and then she's like got Judd's dead wife's face. Yeah. Looking, so again, that sort of represents the fact that the cemetery obviously takes on all of these personas once the people have been dead so it is the wendigo really isn't it right i don't know so in the um in the i was just going for the book in the book i get the impression that the wendigo is almost sort of a, a great vast lovecraftian style thing that doesn't give a shit about anything that's happening here he just sort mm. of accidentally encounters it whilst he's traveling to the the actual cemetery here maybe because it gives the impression it's more of a sort of a demonic force but in yeah. the other things it's never really been that i don't think anyway okay but um so she... yeah then then she stabs him to death like she got a scalpel i'm obviously assuming that's her doctor dad scalpel and yeah. she just stabs the living bejesus out of him until until he's dead stabs yeah. him yeah. till he's dead <laughs> yeah he gets killed until dead and then they go back over to the other house um What's happening here? So, so Rachel and Gage sort of come back to the house. She's been trying to get yeah. hold of Lewis. She's been on trying to. She's been on the blower trying to get hold of him. She's obviously worried about him, worried about how what's affected him with the grief. And obviously, he's in this sort of weird state of like, I don't know. Why would you explain it? Where he's kind of like, I brought uh, brought her back, didn't I? And, and then defend his choices. Yeah, right? he's like he's like I had to. Like yeah. I, I, that that was it. I think so. He. I think from this this point of view, you kind of get to understand that he wanted just more time with her. It wasn't like he wanted to bring her back and then have her live with them forever. Yeah. He just wanted more time with her. Like he obviously wasn't ready to say goodbye. And even if she came back in a slightly inhuman state, as long as he... Leave her in the woods. He could just go and leave her in the woods like he did with Church, exactly. But obviously, (laughs) Rachel and Gage return at a point where he's not quite ready. And when, when, when she sees that Ellie's alive, obviously she's terrified. And she says, hug your daughter, which she does. Um, there's a lot of hair brushing going on in this as well, where I think, be careful. Yeah. Pulling out a lot of hair brushing. Yeah. Where it's like, you've got a knot in your hair. I'm just going to wrench it as hard as I can. Also, when you do that, you, you, you grab the hair. You know what I mean? To take the strain from not pulling on the scalp. But yeah. no one seems to do that here. Everyone just seems to be like, I hate scalps. I hate your scalps so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it all kind of like spirals out of control pretty damn quickly, doesn't it? There's no, yeah, it doesn't take, it really doesn't take his time. With Ellie coming back from the dead, it pretty much just goes, she's back from the dead, she's fucking everybody up, that's it. No, taking no prisoners. Yeah, she, um, so Ellie has, uh, the mum has that final vision where she is, uh, Zelda in the bed. Yeah. Uh, and then when she comes back to, she's, uh, gets attacked by Ellie. Um, 
I think she she fares all right, but I think she has to basically throw Gage out the window to save yep. him, and in in that process gets stabbed a few yep. times. Um, yeah. So we're we're left to think at this point that she's pretty much dead. Yeah. At this point, Lewis is over at Judd's place, finds his body, and pretty much turns up while it's all kicking off, right? Well, yeah, so he, tries to, he catches Gage, and as he goes up to try and help his wife, he gets knocked out with like a plant pot or something. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the points where changing the story in this way is kind of ruins the whole point of the story, because Ellie takes the mum to the graveyard to come back as a zombie. Um, and then whilst... Whilst he's fighting Ellie and he's about to kill her, the mother zombie comes back and kills him, and then they take him, to, and it becomes a sort of like. I mean, oh. the turnaround, the turnaround time is even shorter now. Yeah, it just for just in just for the plot, like yeah. the turnaround time is pretty much like minutes. Like she had to yeah. dig a hole, bury her, put stones on her, leave yeah. the bloody place, and then she just came back pretty much immediately. So, this is becoming sort of it's like a virus, like a bacteria thing, because it's sort of itself. Creates it. It's, it's making yeah. more, more zombies, and so the whole thing of Pet Cemetery is about how people just can't let go of of the dead ones. They just want to be back around, and it's a cycle of grief. Uh, so when he brings Gage back in the film, um, and then realizes what he's done to Judd, he gets his son, pins him down, and then has to make the heartbreaking decision of euthanizing his own son, killing him for a second time. But yeah. then, in that grief, realizes that. Gage has killed his wife and then decides to bring his to bring his wife back. It's a never-ending cycle. He'll never yep. get out of it. Um, and then it ends with, well, the film quite... It's the same, yeah. Like, there's... um, His wife is back from the dead and he's, like, dancing or something at the end. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's, like, he will never win. This is Gage's... This is Lewis's big thing that he, he, he can't get over death. He can't accept it. <clears throat> but in this, is like... No, it's a zombie apocalypse. Like yeah. they're just going to keep doing this now. They're just going to keep growing, and it's, I don't know. It takes. Like, but then, but then you think, big... why is it? Not, why is it not happened before? And then if it's been there for God knows how long, yeah. why is it not happened before? If that's the way it works. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously they kill Lewis, and he comes back. Um, all three of them. What they do? They set fire to Judd's house. They're like punks. <laughs> 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 they come back as punks. I come back for the dead, you know. Fuck the establishment, man. I'm gonna burn your fucking house down. All right. Uh, yeah. Fuck the police. <laughs> and then after the this, pigs. they obviously do the same to Gage. It's quite a nice shot at the end, where actually when they're walking towards the car, uh, and then Church climbs on top of the bonnet, and Gage is inside, and it's like, don't know what's gonna happen. I'm probably gonna kill Gage, but then they're just gonna be like a family of dead punks. They're probably gonna start banding on tour and. Yeah, play with black flag or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, probably. PTM. But yeah, obviously it's quite. It's quite a. You know, even though I didn't really like the ending, I didn't really like the film. I mm. thought it was quite a good ending. Obviously, how an ending shot. I like that little ending. A nice ending yeah. shot. Sorry, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I meant. An ending shot, and obviously the sound of the car unlocking. Boop, it's boop. good. Yeah, it's good. Was a nice. Was a nice. You know, a shit yeah. ending, but a nice ending shot. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think it, it works as a little bit of a sting, but it it loses something quite. Powerful about Press Something is one of the books that people say is their favorite Stephen King book, uh, and I feel like it's it kind of lost a lot of that. What made that so special? But that's it. That's then we get the credits. Yeah. And then we get the quiz. Remember if they did that, like the credits, and then there's an actual quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think I like it. 
Okay. You can't leave unless you get them all right. Yeah. Uh, and you got to watch it again if you don't. So, number one, what breed of cat is Church? Like a something, a Russian long fur. I don't know. <laughs> a Russian long hair. Something long hair. That you, thing? Uh, no. Well, maybe it's a thing, but that's not right. It's a Maine Coon cat. <laughs> A main coon cat. Well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I was close. No, number two. Uh, what is Stephen King's middle name? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Is it Lewis? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can ask you like the most sort of like factual questions. No, <laughs> it's Edwin. It's Edwin. No. Edwin Van der Sar. I didn't know that. Van der Sar. Sorry, um, Steve. Number three. When Stephen King was two years old, his father left the family under the pretense of what? Going to get a pint of milk? Close. You're going to buy a pack of cigarettes. Mm. So he was going to buy a pack of cigarettes and he just disappeared. Never came back. Um, Number four. What is Stephen King known as in Hollywood circles? Is it A, Stephen the Bling King? Is it B, Stevie Nicks, Knacks, and other assorted curiosities? Or is it C... (laughs) Stephen King. <laughs> Kong. Uh, Stephen Stephen King, Kong. Stephen King Kong is correct. Yeah. Stephen Any... King Kong. Okay. Number five. Um, as a child, King apparently witnessed one of his friends. <laughs> I've got a question here. Just got a fact. Let me try and rewrite this. As a child, King apparently witnessed one of his friends. This is horrific. Witness one of his friends being struck and killed by a what? Jeez, this isn't a very nice question. One of his friends got struck and killed by something. What was it? Uh, I was going to say a bolt of lightning, but then you said you got struck and killed. Bolt of lightning? Was it or a bird? Uh, Jesus Christ, I don't know about a bird. Car, a car. A train. Um, Fuck. That's sad. He, he, he saw a friend get struck and killed by a train. By me came about, isn't it? But he has no memory of the event. Um, and his family told him, after leaving to home, home to play with the boy, uh, King returned speechless and seemingly in shock. Does make you wonder, like, if that's where, you know, his inspiration for stories and, and a lot of trains and from. shit, like Stand by Me. Um, yeah, uh, the the wastelands. He loves a good train. There's probably loads more examples. My dad saw um, um, his friend get hit by a train, but he didn't die. He like lost an arm and a leg when oh. he used to play by the train tracks. We used to play about train tracks. We used to do that thing where you put um, a coin uh, yeah. f- under the thing and it, it flattens it out. It makes a makes like a ten pence piece. Yeah, yeah it's dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. Yeah. Have you got any questions about the film? Or about Stephen King? I couldn't find any questions about. The film. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find any. Anyway, there was there was the one about church being oh, a, yeah, yeah. the main That's king. Right. Sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> the ones I found about the film weren't like questions. Not, not really like, ask you actual questions in this. They were like, um, isn't it interesting that the town of Ludlow was... Uh, oh, there was a sign that said Derry on the signpost. I said, that's not a question. That's Have you a, noticed as well? There was a, so there was a part in this film during during the birthday party, or maybe it was a barbecue. Yeah. There was a birthday party. I heard, there was like, so I overheard someone saying, oh, yeah, and it turned out the dog had rabies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you hear that? There was, yeah, so stuff like that. I'm like, that's not really a question. It's like a, a nice little factual... Nice little factoid. Yeah. I noticed it at, at the time when I was watching the film, though, you know, because, you know, I had my ears open for a little yeah. Stephen King tidbits, but that's the only one I've actually got. Yeah. 
I saw the dairy signpost. Um, uh, I think that's the only one I picked up on. Uh, also, there's like uh, they like put a cat in the ground and it came back to life. I was like, oh, that's I'm sure that's a Stephen King thing. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yep. so um, need to rate the film. Uh, mm, I really don't think I was into it all that much at all. I don't know what's what's like the lowest rating we've given on this thing. We've I'm, I'm ever not... given. I don't know actually because the unnameable was pretty low for me. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to go. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I mean, it was watchable yeah. despite the fact that I was kind of bored. Does that make? Probably, that's probably two very different. <laughs> I've just completely <laughs> contradict, contradicted myself there. I'm probably going to go for a, a, a D. Okay. Uh, I uh, I went for a D minus. I just thought it was so lazy. Like, yeah. It just felt very, I've, very lazy. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to copy you. I'll join you on a D minus. I thought D minus sounded a bit too harsh. I upgraded it to a D. I'll go with you no, on a D. you're going to downgrade it. That's pretty harsh yeah. to downgrade something after the choice. Because like you made the initial choice. You went, you went, now, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, really I'm a coward. <laughs> I'm, I'm a coward. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about the film properly, now it's going to get lower. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, when I rated it at five, I give it two point five, so that's like a five out of ten. Yeah, that's about right, isn't it? So I think that is about a D minus. Yeah, I'd say. I don't know. There next, we go. Next week, are we doing Cujo or Alien Three? So we were going to do Cujo, weren't we? Because um, we thought it was going to be a nice little sort of double bill as such for an for a Stephen King animal horror. So I guess, should we do Cujo next? And then the week after that, we're probably going to do Alien 3 because that'll be around about just after Alien Day. Alien yeah. Day? Or a- Alien Day. So the 40th anniversary of Alien. We've obviously already done Alien. We've already done Aliens. So yeah. the next place to go is obviously what? Alien Squared. Alien, Alien Cubed. Alien Cubed. Yeah. Um, which, uh, yeah. So, we should do Cube at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, we should. So if we do if we do Cujo, then if we do Alien Three, um, there's an there's an Alien Resurrection after that. If you're up for it, yeah. how do you feel? It's not really not really horror films. I don't, I don't remember. I think it's more of an action. Comedy. Yeah, I can't remember. With uh, Ron Perlman, the Ron Perlman. Hey, yeah. Ron Perlman. Yep. Okay, yeah. here we go. If he's Ron Perlman, I don't want to be right Perlman. <laughs> Okay. That's good. <laughs> okay, that was, go. I mean, that's a that's a five out of ten as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us giving us a rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right or a dude. Thank you, Luke, for also being right or a dude. Cheers, mate. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.